Welcome to this episode of Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today's guest is Tommy Gunn. He's a solo musician out of New Jersey. He's playing a ton of bands. I remember uh, Communication Red Light, and uh, I was happy to have guest host uh, Dan Shields. Been on the show a few times, I think three times, and he's going to guest host again. Um, but Tommy was just so great, so fun. It's kind of like three older punk rock dudes talking about punk rock and the punk rock we knew and those damn kids and how things have changed. I did my best to keep it together and not ask him too many questions about uh, the Gaslight Anthem. Um, I, that's, I really love that band. So if you happen to listen to our last episode with Sean Carney of The Scandals, who are doing a tour of the Gaslight Anthem, uh, you'll know, and I also said in that intro, Dan Shields is going out on tour with The Scandals as a merch guy in that leg of the tour. So go to that Gaslight tour See Sean and Dan and tell them you heard of them Let's Chat. And then more importantly, uh, go follow Tommy Gunn on the old uh, Faces book on uh, Facebook.com slash Music. So G-U-N-N-S-T-O-N-M-U-S-I-C. I probably didn't need to spell that out. He's also got a website, tgun2endsmusic.com. And you can hear stun.bandcamp.com. Really, just go to his website, tgunmusic.com. You can get directed to everything else. Go see him play a rock and roll show. Dude's a really good musician, uh, good human being as well. Uh, just a ton of fun to talk to. Please check his website out. I'm going to keep the intro short. You guys hear me talk enough. Uh, this is a good episode because I think Dan and Tom me do a good amount of talking. I've been trying to stay quiet. Uh, please check out some back episodes. That would be wonderful if you are a fan of Tommy Gunn and his music. Dan or Dan Shields, who's been, you can check out his past episodes. I've had a couple. I've had John Tumalo, the singer of Folion. I've had the two guitarists of Folly, Jeff Nagimon. Uh, Paul Allen's a great musician. One, Sean from the Scandals of the last week is a great episode. Uh, you know, please check us out online. Uh, you know, I I use the Let's Chat Twitter a lot, so that is a uh, handle is Let's Chat Podcast, and I also have a Facebook, Facebook.com slash Let's Just Chat. Our episodes are also available on squarepop.com. And in the coming days, I'm going to have a pretty big announcement I can't wait to tell everyone about. I uh, just signed, uh, just have to wait until I'm allowed to announce it. So, uh, oh, stick around to the end. Tommy Gunn was nice enough to let me play one of his songs. Uh, so. So it's kind of like it, I got a question for well, technically the both of you of of which one is better. So I went to go see a cover band with my dad at Double D's in Morristown, which was great. We call my dad the Duke, and um. The cover band, the singer didn't try to sound like the bands they were covering. Like he was doing his voice of those bands. And, oh, he's a chode. And my, well, that's the question is my dad goes, I feel like he should sound like the guy he's covering. And I was like, well, I mean, I wouldn't be able to sound like Getty Lee if I tried, but. What were the cover bands first off? 
Ooh, it was just one bit. It was maybe somebody you worked with or somebody was in it or something, but they did. It was like eighties. Double D's is a real weird place. It's one of those places where there's a strip club in one half and then like a bar show venue in the other. So I've Your seen dad like, sounds like the man. <laughs> I saw Rick Derringer with my old man there, which was awesome. Uh, and then clutch and, uh, Mastodon when Mastodon was writing Leviathan, which was get the fuck out. That was really cool. Like they did bad brains covers that night. It was, it was really, yeah, it was a good night. I, every time I go see clutch, I'm just waiting for them to do I from bad brains again. <laughs> Cause it was so amazing. <laughs> From my understanding, uh, Clutch are, like, super good dudes. My cousin, um, they took my cousin's band out right before, which I kind of was, like, kind of what that led them to having a music career, and he said nothing but positive things about those dudes. Awesome. I would but I would imagine. also said a lot of shitty things about Disturbed, who he also had a tour with at one point in life. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Not as, like, just, like, yeah. shitty music, but, like, just absolutely horrible, shitty people. <laughs> well, I... I could, um, I don't know if this actually corroborates it, uh, but uh, one time when they still had the poker room at uh, the showboat open right across from the House of Blues, uh, the singer from Disturbed was uh, playing poker after the show, and uh, he did not find it funny uh, that I just went, ooh, wah, ah, ah, every time it was his fucking turn. So I think he's probably a shitty person. I'm kind of yeah, surprised maybe. you didn't get punched in the face. Yeah. Because my cousin did Ozfest with him. And, like, you met my cousin, Dan. And, like, he's not a negative person, but it was just so funny to hear him go off about how shitty he disturbed was. <laughs> I feel I feel like Tommy should know who your cousin is to kind of bring, oh, bring sorry, that I conversation forgot that. Yeah, that would be circle. cool. Yeah, my bad. I'm bad at that part. Uh, my cousin, he plays, he's the singer of Red Fang. All right, awesome. They were yeah, on really cool. a, a relapse. relapse. They did that awesome friggin' video with the check and the milk and what have yous. Oh, that was the greatest video I've ever seen. <laughs> That's why they actually ever got anything is from their video. The, the video before that was what actually got them. Like, what's funny because people always make that argument that anyone could do it on YouTube except. They did it, except they were all, like, almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, my old drummer, Brad Little, is my man for, like, that stoner rock stuff. And he's the one that was like, if this video doesn't get you into this band, um, yeah. you're, we're, we're not talking anymore. <laughs> Dude, it was so strange. I'm on Facebook one day, and, like, because I, I, I love Brad, too. I, I haven't seen him in forever, but I... Such a special place in my heart for that dude because he's so fucking scary but so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Because I was remember being very young at Folly shows and he would like come up and be like their unofficial like bouncer doing show whatever <laughs> when there would be like no stages and he would always like let us sneak by. He'd be like, I don't know, fucking tough guy holding the crowd back and see like me and Ryan and the Riley girls and be like, hey guys, come on over, stand yeah. by, the, st stand by Anthony. His arms are crossed and he's always grumpy. And as soon as you yeah. say hi, he gets that smile on his face. And he's like, hey, man, it's so great to see you. How have you been? I'm like, you are huge. Ah, oh, man, I haven't seen him forever. Oh, uh, I forgot. I forgot. Dan, you're here. This is why Dan's here, because I forget what I'm saying. I'm a, a very bad host. 
That's all right. What are you saying? I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, you were just saying that your cousin's in Red Fang. That was the... Uh... Yeah, that's uh, there might have been more to that story that one day we'll listen back and be like, I wonder what he was going to tell you. <laughs> I think that's the secret to the whole podcast is you never really get the answers you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> what you're like, man, I had a fucking good time hanging out. <laughs> what do we talk... I actually, for certain people, I write things down so I can like make sure to ask them stuff. To remember, yeah. Oh, Oh, that's right. Um, I remember on fucking Facebook one day, like some years ago, Brad's like put something about Red Thing. I was like, and I'm watching, and I, and then I I didn't know that was Aaron's band. I was like watching the video, and I had to call my dad. And I'm like, is that Sarah's husband? And my we had to like Google it. I'm like, oh yeah, because like I had listened to the band but never saw their videos, <laughs> and I just didn't put it together. And like it was like him and Arbin were like posting about it a lot, and they were like on NPR or some shit. And it was like, oh. Oh, that's weird. That's never <laughs> happened to me before. That's them, and that's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just so. It was very strange. It was because his wh- he he married my cousin Sarah, but when they got married, she was in the band that was like bigger at the and before, and he was like the old guy still trying to rock, having like a full time job anyway. Yeah, and then bam, that happened. <laughs> good, but I guess good for him. They're still doing it. Yeah, oh my god, they're fucking huge in Europe. Full steam ahead. I think they just did a U.S. tour with In Flames and Opeth. Wow. Yes, they did. And then... <laughs> yes, they, they did. I know on, that. Yeah, they were on Letterman. And then... But I see them on their like Facebook page, and then they play Europe. They're like a band, like, you know, the metal band. You don't make money. You can be a metal band, but you have to go international to really make money. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they do all their stuff overseas because, like, I was looking at the thing for like Reading Leeds Festival, and like, you know how you have like the really big act, and then like all the, and then there's like the second tier bands. They were on that, and that's like what ninety thousand fucking people, and then they're like the opening act at the Palladium in Worcester. Wow, so that's real crazy. Right? The more I see it, the more I think that I mean, you can't really actually make it as a band unless you go to Europe, mm-hmm. because. Well, I mean, in America, hey, everybody plays guitar. Two-thirds of this fucking podcast play guitar right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But people, I mean, I even know, like, there's, like, uh, I run a reunion blog called This is Albatross, and even on then, like, all the interviews I did were with old, like, 90s, post-hardcore Revelation Records bands. And uh, it was the one with... uh, Sam I am surge from Sam I am and he was even saying Dude, I like, just me and Sean just talked about Sam I am and I freaked out because no one ever brings them up anymore <laughs> you're, I, you're welcome <laughs> I used to fucking love Sam I am because I used to have my dad for whatever reason bought me this DVD it was called like punk rock vids and it was like Sam I am slick shoes blink 182's video for the making of Josie and MXPX <laughs> wow I don't know why my dad got it for me. My dad's like must be like the man because now looking back, because I love every band to this day. He's like, ah, to this day. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is punk rock on it. I guess we'll play. <laughs> but you would think like punk rock vids, it would be like really stupid. But those are all like pretty great bands. <laughs> Especially like, Sam but- I Am, Slick Shoes. Oh, oh, oh my god! Now I remember one of the things I was so excited to talk about. I had the OC Supertones on there, and you were a fellow ska fan. Yes, I I love the Supertones. Actually, they're. <laughs> I didn't know they were Christian. That's how, how could you not? <laughs> I could understand somebody saying like, 
I didn't know like Five Iron was a Christian band, but Supertones yeah. are like to yeah. me that's like praise music. It's it's barely even like because <laughs> no, the that's it. for their one song is like uh, give it up, praise the Lord, got love for us, we got love for you. The OC Supertones yeah. taken over for Jesus or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Straight and oh, then and then like... they did the MXPX. They did half of that in one of the songs too. The we ain't got no place to go. Oh, we ain't um, got no yeah. place to go. Let's go to the punk rock show. <laughs> oh man, I remember being like a young, depressed-ish teen, not being able to get do well with the ladies, and like watching Chick Magnet. I'm like, I get it, man. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I'm Yuri, except he's getting girls in this video. <laughs> I have such a hatred for the uh for the supertones and and ska in general just because of the way i was raised i was allowed to have supertones albums because they were super christian oh man you were and so or all, i was because okay. all i could get was was christian albums um what about taking was, back sunday could you pass that one off on your parents no by the time taking back sunday came out i was um I was a little bit past that point, and I was like, anything that metal is, that's not metal is super stupid. <laughs> I've been listening to ska for way too long. Yeah. It's... Slayer. <laughs> Mom, they're slaying for Jesus. What do you want? I actually, uh, my dad drove me to a Lamb of God show once. Wow. Um, because I convinced him that they were a Christian band because. Because um, they were called Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Yeah. And uh, isn't it years later Tim Lambis is killed in the name of God? Too soon? <laughs> no, he was a crazy person. <laughs> no, uh, didn't he really? I'm not kidding though, right? He actually killed somebody. Or no, he did. No, he, he, he no, he um he actually got arrested for conspiracy to hire someone to kill his wife. No, that Which, wasn't Lamb of God. That was a different band. That was uh, no, no. That was Prophets. that was the one, one. he was talking. No, no. That now we're gonna. There's a whole bunch of fucked up. Lost Prophets <laughs> tried to fuck a baby. The singer from wait, uh, wait, what? As I lay dying. As uh, I lay dying. To, that's what I was thinking. Of. Oh, okay. I'm tried sorry. to put a contract on his wife. Yeah, but Lamb of God is still just awesome. Although sorry, the Lamb of God, if you hear this. <laughs> This the singer did get arrested on uh, manslaughter charges in the Czech Republic. Czech, that's but what it, it was. Yep, it was um, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, it's a Czech. Some kid got pushed off stage and he died. Oh. Uh, I mean, I I feel really bad about it, but honestly, the kid probably had a soft head. Yeah, there's always that stuff. Remember in the '90s when. Um, uh, was it the Smashing Pumpkins or Chili Peppers or playing a festival and then the crowd got rushed and people got trampled and they tried to sue the band? But if you're a band playing the venue, it's on. It's I mean, in legal terms, it's the venue. Like the band, the band is a guest. It should be yeah. It should be the insurance of the venue or the promoter, technically. Yeah, who are um, Lot, yeah. and not far from where I live in Providence, there's the whole Great White thing. Ah, uh. yeah, but <laughs> the really shitty st- the, and. Um, the shitty. I wasn't living here at that time, so, but to my understanding, because Rhode Island is very corrupt and mafia heavy, or likes to pretend at the very least, the big thing with that was um, something to do with the fire inspector was being paid off. So the exits were pull, but legally all exits need to be push doors. So people like were running to the exits and they could, and they were trying to push in panic, and then 
all burned to death. Wow, I just got that dark pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, we'll lighten it up. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke of I'm never blocking a fire exit. <laughs> If there's a fire and you have legs, you are never blocking a fire. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Maybe you guys should run the show. (laughs) We'll lighten it back up. Somebody always has to bring it down because that's where the best jokes come from. Oh, I know. That's that's so true. Out of the darkness into the light, you know? Yeah. Did you happen to... uh, Do you remember Tyler from My Bitter End? No. I don't. I don't know. Are you talking to me or Dan? I don't know. You're both of you. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you remember my better end at least? I don't. Uh, they tore with Folly a lot. They're a weird metal band. If you want to take, I don't know if it's rude. I re- I remember that band because like because going to Folly shows, I was like, oh shit, my better end is playing. I'm gonna go outside. Yeah. Well, he Be- followed that up with this band called Doctor Alcula, which was like from a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Acula is not too bad. And or Scrubs. Scrubs did that too. Yeah, I was thinking of Scrubs personally. (laughs) If you, I I was going to say they were actually really terrible, and you should look them up. And it's pretty. (laughs) Wait, why? Why would? Why would I do that? (laughs) There's something. It's like they're really like New York hardcore, but they're kind of like hip hop, but not sounding. It's like metal. So they have two screamers. Oh. So it's like it's like E Town Concrete. But not as good. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I need time out. Time out. Time out. We're waiting. You just said you just said E Town Concrete was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I I'm not like super fan, but um, I've I've seen their live show and I've had a good time. I don't know if I've ever listened to a record of theirs, but I forgot some show in Connecticut in the Knights of Columbus Hall years ago. It was like. Them, the International Hope Conspiracy, and Stretch Armstrong. Jeez. And then, like, Hatebreed did a surprise set, and Bane. And it was one of the best shows of my entire life. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, because hate, Hatebreed is from, like, my part of Connecticut, so they would do, like, some surprise stuff once in a great while. I don't like Hatebreed at all, but Bane is always... Like, Bane, I don't want to listen to a Bane record, but I'd see Bane in concert anytime. Yeah, I'd see any see, of those feel- bands live. I love Stretch Armstrong to this day. I feel like you're giving a lot of credit for a really awesome show to E-Town Concrete that had <laughs> nothing to do with it. So is that possible? You guys are you guys play shows and like are music dudes. Like, does that ever happen to you? You feel like you're on a show with a band and like they're like that motherfucker's getting credit and they don't deserve to be here for like like that. that I feel that happens. Like if you're in a really good mood and you see a band, you're gonna like them. And if you're in a bad mood and the band's great, you're like they fucking suck. I'm one of no, those. I don't. Go ahead, Dan. You go. <laughs> I feel like if you're in a bad mood and there's a a really great band, it 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 can bring you out of that bad mood. But it has to be really fucking good, right? But if, if you're a, if you're in a bad mood and you see a mediocre band, you're gonna be like this band fucking sucks. Kind I, of. I wouldn't disagree with that. I always say like I'm not. I look at the way I look at bands is there's plenty of bands that like I wouldn't go to their album, especially playing music so much with bands like there's bands I wouldn't go to their album, but I would see them live a million and a half times. And it's just a different it's not to say they suck or anything, but like I got nerdy particular tastes like when 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 I'm at a show and somebody's like, oh, do you listen to so and so? 
like I'll look at them and say, I listen to Bad Brains and Jeff Buckley. So I get out like the punk rock hardcore and then I get out like the wuss rock. And it's like, that's, that's my range of music. That's it. If you're going to talk about anybody else, don't. Cause those are the only two people I listen to. Um, <laughs> And that, like Jeff, that Jeff being, Buckley with his shirt on or without his shirt on? It's like that live in Chicago. Like he's got to go half down, button down in like a like like a free all the way shirt. down to his belly button, but the <laughs> the bottom one is done. Like the exactly like the reverse cholo. Yeah. Um, well, Dan, I know you're more of a Keith Buckley fan, so at least we're keeping it with the uh, family here. <laughs> Little every time I die. Why well, I th- I think they're great. Um, <laughs> Should I embarrass but, myself and let you guys know that I'm more of like the ska pop punk fanatic over here? That's fine, I but was, you got to talk about '90s stuff. You're talking about anything after the '90s, and it's it, it. At least for me, it's it's like it. It really depends. I have such like I still listen to Game Face Three to Get Ready or like Far Side or like two Less and Jake records. I have no idea what they put out after Pezcore. Or, you or mean, losing uh, not streak. the starting line? <laughs> Say it like you mean it on your Pandora station before you record it. And I, that's uh, nobody knows what album came out after that unless they've hit you in the face <laughs> with it at a warp tour. <laughs> oh god! But they're really I good. I would see. Le- I saw Les and Jake a couple years ago with Sam I Am and Plow United. Actually, it was a it was a weird show. It was down in Philly, um, and they still kill it. Like I would go see them live, but I wouldn't necessarily pick up one of the records like it's not it's i feel like people put a bad connotation on it but it's really just like no like you guys put on a good live show i don't yeah i'm like the only two records i'm gonna go to is rock for light and grace so take it you're still getting my money (laughs) i remember um it must i think it was one of the last folly shows at school rock and I remember going on YouTube at one point and finding like this video. It was you and Brian Fallon at the Court Tavern doing the cover of Spring Hill Jack. Oh, and then yeah, I think that's how I might have eventually started talking. That said something to you because it was like, I wasn't like, oh my god, you know Brian Fallon. I was like, oh my god, you know who Spring Hill Jack is. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we got a lot. It's actually not a Spring Hill Jack song. It's a big mistake I know, but, song. Um, but it's still a great fucking yeah. Spring Hill Jack cover. Because that was um, on the Punk Rock Vids DVD, one of the other ones I had. They did Jolene. Jolene was on that, yeah. Jolene. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, I didn't, I'm a Johnny come lately. They were past my time, and then turned out they were from my area. It, yeah, and they did a bunch of reunion shows. I've seen them twice in Jersey on reunion shows. Yeah, I went to one of them. Uh, I was going to say recently, but then I, I was thinking about this before we did this, and it was like five years ago, because I am pretty bad at time. <laughs> do you ever do that? Be like, oh, yeah, that was the other day. Yeah. And I was like, that was seven years ago. I was like, oh. But yeah, I went to it, because, um, but yeah, JR from Spring Hill went to Less Than Jake. Is it JR? One of them went to Less Than Jake, one went to Real Big Fish, one went to... Boston's. The Boston's. Trombo- trombone player, I believe, went to Boston's. I think Chris Rhodes, and then someone... The other guy went to Lost City of Angels. See, I don't know what any of those. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, the singer died. Yeah, oh no, drummer died. Oh, was the drummer that died? Yeah, the two singers are still there. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, 
But I remember, like, we were, and then we just talked about, like, Scott for, like, 20 minutes. I was like, holy shit, you know who Spring Hill Jack is? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, God, they're so fucking good. And they're still, I think they do some occasional shows even now. They still, I know they still got, um, I did an interview with them, uh, maybe two here. Now I have no idea how long ago it really was. A little while ago. And they're all in, they're in new bands. The last I heard, they were actually thinking about recording a new album this year. Under Spring Heel Jack. So we'll see uh, what happens there. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, yeah, that would be something. And I think the show I went to, all the money was going to a scholarship fund in the name of the drummer. Yes. So it was like pretty sweet. But there was but, yeah. one. Do you know about. Uh, I'll be, I, I met the kid twice. I'll be damned if I can remember his name. One dude's kind of leading up this. Uh we'll say for lack of better words, reunion revival of those bands and is putting a bunch of records on vinyl. Uh, man, I'll be damned if I can remember. Is he from Connecticut? Yeah. yeah. All right. This is a shot in the dark. Was his name flood? I feel like it was something like that from asbestos records. Yes, that's it. Cause that would be the only person I could think of that would do that. Yeah. So he's put out, like I bought, uh, Ululu Pie Tasters on vinyl. I bought the first oh. Spring Heel Jack on vinyl. Oh, I bought a fuck. bunch of those on vinyl, and it's all like they're not any better recordings. I mean, the oh, that sucks. <laughs> pie, the Pie Tasters record, you know, the tracks are where they should be, other than that little flub they had on the C- on the first run of CDs. Um, but it's really cool that that dude's doing it. So they did that. I for, I don't even remember what the tour was right now. When I saw him the first time I saw him down here, um, was on his like Skull Revival tour, and they're the ones that do that uh, New York City one every year. I think it's in oh April. New York Sky Jazz Ensemble. No, 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 the New York. It's not New York Stomp. It's called something. They do like a two day festival now. Every oh, or they did oh. it the past two years. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I- yeah, I don't know the name of it. I'm blanking. I'm not going to look everything. it up either. I just want everyone to know we could all go on our computers and look it up, or we're just going to choose yeah. not to. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on it now, and I, I'm just. Uh, I'm the information is at your fingertips. Not and check internet.com. So You'll find it. Cut your internet off. <laughs> Cut your fingers off. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, um, I think the first time I. I'm not sure what, I don't know when it was like the chronological order, but I remember, um, Dan, we actually talked about this on one of your episodes. There was some sick house party show that mixtape played with like killed by the bull. And then there's some weird Orleans oh, band I, at the end of it. Was it, yeah, it was party at the zone? It was at the weird I don't know. house. I, I drove. It was next to a monster golf. Yeah. yeah that was the party zone, never... dude. Chris white and them. Oh, that was in Fairfield. Me and Dan. I think we played that. that. I think communication played that show. Yes, yeah. Because me and Dan had talked about this extensively, and we couldn't figure out where it was. Because I don't know how I even found out about it. But we drove down from Connecticut for that for some reason. Really? I had really good time. Oh, um, Amanda, Jeff's fiance, is like a good friend of ours from from high school. I think she must have had invited us. So we're like, oh, an excuse to hang out. Let's do it. And then. I had a great fucking time. Yeah, Killed by the Bull, that's the singer of that was in, uh, you interviewed Paul not too long ago, but the singer yeah. was in Judas Factor, that was on Rev, um, with a bunch of dudes, they were crazy, they were crazy hardcore so metal, like real good. Um, 
mixtape, obviously, to those the Folly dudes. And was that the night they actually did Folly songs? No, and I think we were all pissed off that they didn't. They did it one of the nights there. <laughs> I think we all went there thinking that they would play. And then did maybe Paulson played? No, not at parties. No, or that was just hanging after. out? They could have been hanging out because they all, that's the same group of kids, yeah, for think, lack of better I remember words. Like Al- seeing Alex there. Man vs. Wild played, which yes. turned into Not the Bees. Oh. And I remember, I remember like just sitting around talking and like with everyone, and Amanda, like, I, I left. She's like, I can't tell you this, but he's friends with uh, the Gaslight dudes. And I was like, she thought I'd freak out because at that time I think I was like full on obsessed with Fifty Nine Sound. <laughs> that was about the time, yeah. If it was, yeah. I'm try I'm looking up the flyer right now. I need to figure you out. You have that flyer? Oh my god! You know, there's certain shows you remember forever, but you don't have all the details. That's that night, and um, this is so great because I asked Paul about it, and he seemed to know nothing. If it's, I mean, we played there a few times when we first, when Communication Red Light first started. Like we got our feet wet at Party Zone, um, and with mixtape, obviously. Um, but we did that was right before we did that Wellmont show with Gaslight, I think. And if it was that show, then that was when we got Frankie from We're All Broken. That was his first show with us. We wanted to play a show with him before we played in front of a lot more people somewhere else. <gasps> Yeah, because some band from, remember, we walked outside and there was a band from New Orleans that showed up, played the driveway, and then left. Oh, uh, with the two, they had like tubas and, oh, uh, that was, yeah. um. You had the giant wraparound tuba. Yeah. Yeah. And that bass amazing. player, uh, not Swashbuckler. Oh, man. Ah, uh, I wish I did more prep work or something. <laughs> I don't know how you do prep work for that. Um, yeah, that bassist ended up going on to being Kill Wealthy. Although they're not playing too much anymore, but but they do rip real hard. Yeah, they played uh, Toby's birthday show. Who? Oh, Kill Wealthy. Kill Wealthy is one of my favorite local bands. Man, they remind me of Helmet to a T. Is uh, Communication Red Light still active? Or are you guys completely done? That yeah, that's been done for for three. I think three years now. I think we did our last show, yeah, a while ago. And then we did a reunion for one of our buddies who uh, his house burnt down last year. Um, But, yeah, that's been – we were all too far apart. Frankie ended up moving to Vermont, like, lives off the grid with, like, running his own generators and – stuff like that that makes sense (laughs) and then we're all i mean we're brad's up in the woods in sussex i'm in haggettstown which is relatively far away and then the other two dudes are somerset new brunswick so it just it got harder and harder like once a week to get together i feel like uh this is this is probably the appropriate spot to tell this story uh but one night tommy you played the uh the court tavern and you brought all the uh, the old uh, communication seven inches. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. And uh, that's a that's when Parker wasn't working at the court anymore. He was working at the Harvest Moon around the corner. And I think I got at least eight different people to go take a seven inch and get him to autograph it while he was working. <laughs> 
And he loved awesome. every second of it. There's still a copy of the seven. I hope it's still there. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's definitely up at the court. Um, I know for a fact that he got pissed off by the third one. But then by the fourth one, he just accepted it and kind of turned it into like his thing for the night. Like, I'm. I might be famous, but you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved. I really, I really liked uh, communication. Like, remember, I saw you guys at the probably the Folly shows at the yeah somewhere in the middle of the fucking nowhere at the when there were union time around. Well, we played all three weekends, so it was probably if it's in the middle of nowhere, it's probably Stanhope. Stanhope, yes, yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking great time. Yeah, those shows I, were so much fun. I had your CD for like I still I save every CD I ever have. I still have your CD somewhere in my pile of things, but that one stayed in my car for a while. And like just when Dan said that you were coming on, which I'm stoked because I've actually wanted to ask you on for a while, but I've just like limited myself to how many people I can ask at a time because I can only juggle so much. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, and you then, got a schedule. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, it's crazy. Um, like two weeks. Maybe it was like a week. There was a two week period where I got like way into it and I did like 10 interviews in two weeks, but I can't post that many episodes. So I was like, uh, I got to figure something out. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But I was like thinking of a night owl, like the last like three days. Like, and I just listened to it again. That's a good fucking song. We did. We did good. Yeah. Uh, night owl was, was our, was our hit single for like a better words. Uh, and that was actually Carducci was in a band with, uh, this dude, Dan Pellick, uh, and this other dude, Matt called Royal Sons, right? As they were breaking up, me and him were getting back together to do communication. So they had played, they had started working on that song. And then he was like, this band's done. I'm bringing it over here. And Carducci came and he had the chorus down, the Don't Go Night Owl. And he's like, just right around it. Let's make it our thing now. Which was cool. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I you said we're all breaking before. I fucking used to love that band. Yeah, we got Frankie. It was the last carnation of it was with Joe Wilson. Yes. And then they, they kind of parted ways with Joe and the, and the rest of the band kind of disintegrated for lack of better words. And we were like, Hey Frankie, you want to still play music? Come bring your dreads over here. And (laughs) (laughs) he played with Paulson for a hot minute too. At least one or two shows. He played with a, like he, he, I think recorded on a Thursday record. Like Frankie is Frankie is a unique and amazing human being. And he just loves to play guitar and is phenomenal at it. He looked like he was having a good time every time I saw him play any other band. (laughs) Oh, he's super nice dude, too. I think, Dan, I think the first time I met you, it was, this is MySpace days. We were at Bo's place in North Brunswick, and remember they were, like, looking for a singer, but they, like, put up a track that you, like, submit your vocals. And remember Dan and you and I were talking about it, and you're like, the problem with it is there's nowhere for the vocals to come in. And then the band even. It wasn't even a track, like, uh... I got sent, I think, three different tracks because I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking do it." You guys rule. You need a singer. And then I got three tracks and was like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" The guitar is everywhere where vocals are supposed to be. Yeah. You guys should just be like Pelican or something. Like, don't don't even sing. 
Like, this is beautiful. I wonder if you could find that instrumental anywhere. I'm sure it's got to be somewhere. I mean, they did so much. They did so much with. I mean, they. I mean, we're all broken. Has got a good. Tr- I just met some guy at a party the other week who uh, uh, Fidelity Records put out one of their records, and I gotta find what? that. Nobody was that a beer can. <laughs> oh, sh- come on, <laughs> of course it is. Um, oh, good. I have a diet. For- I have a fresca, but beer's <laughs> better. Um, oh, yeah. Nobody has a bad thing to say about We're All Broken. They've done more stuff than... I mean, they were on tour with Thursday. Uh, they looked, Didn't they have members that looked alike? Uh, That's a, I think their drummers looked alike, and that was always like a joke. The, the, I, I could be wrong. It was Joe... Uh, what's his face? Oh, man, I am again drawing blanks. No, that, like, that's my prepared. entire life. <laughs> Well, you couldn't be prepared. I was like, hey, I'm going to ask you about bands that haven't existed in 10 years. Tell me everything. Their old drummer <laughs> was a dude. He's the one that did this second full length of La Dispute. Um, ah, they're so fucking good. And That's his brother was the newer guitarist. Um, is the Or the current guitarist of Thursday. And I can't remember <laughs> the kid's last name for the life of me. <laughs> uh, that's life. But yeah, yeah that's it's great. Jersey's got such uh, uh, amazing Everyone's incestual had... yeah. <laughs> history. Every band's been in some band at some facet. So um, you played yeah. the... I remember seeing that online, you were playing the Welma. I'm not from Jersey, but that's like a big spot, right? Um, it was. I believe they're still doing shows there. Um, I think it was like a 1,500-person venue or something. And that was, we were a band for maybe four months and it's, you know, Brian grew up, uh, for a couple years at least in Haggettstown. And that's how we met through doing, I used to throw shows, uh, with this kid, Chris Shan down at the Moose Lodge. And, uh, you know, he was a local dude that was in a band. So when we were kids, like it was that whole competitive, like, back and forth, stealing each other's members, like all that fun young stuff. Uh, but we really, we had a great time at the Moose Lodge, man. That was still, I was just talking with Chris about it a couple of days ago. Is like we had, you know, we had everybody from, you know, now Brian Fallon played. But back then it was like we had this band, Super Grub, who still dudes, one of my top three singers of all time. Um just this amazing musician, amazing band, Super Grub, and then they turn into Division Group, and then this this singer, the main dude Ben, went on to be in the Roots, and now he's the basis of Incubus. Holy shit! And then the bass player was in Man Man for a while, um, and now he's actually he's in Vermont in a really cool band called Pores. I think he's actually playing drums. Um. And then the drummer, they always went, every time they played the Moose Lodge, they had a different drummer. So, like, they would bail a dude, this dude Ali, they bailed out of jail on the way to the show. (laughs) And then just played the record on the way up. (laughs) And then, like, Chuck Treese, you know, he was one of the original members of Super Grub, who's, he was in McRad, like, he's played with... Everybody from Overkill to Pearl Jam to G-Love to, uh, man, I can't even 
name all the like he was in the 90s he was one of the most wanted studio musicians dude just ripped super talented skateboarder punk rock dude from philly uh, he played with Super Grub at the Moose Lodge. Like it was this whole, you know, we talked we talked about like sub scenes before, and Haggettstown definitely like one of us. A band would play with somebody else, cool, and then be like, oh, like we have a dedicated sixty kids that come out on Fridays, come and play with one of us because you're awesome, and more people need to hear <laughs> what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's definitely one reason why New Jersey has been so successful in one way or another. Because there's definitely, like, New Brunswick has always kind of been, like, that's where shows happen. You have to play New Brunswick. But there's always somewhere else where there's shows happening every weekend. And they're like, yeah, yeah. No, no, somebody big has to come through New Brunswick because we're going to go somewhere else. We're going to go to Hackettstown. We're going to go to Morristown. We're going to go, you know, down to Lacey. Fuck. Yeah. It's just, it's that there's always been such a cultivation of a music scene that, like, even, even like, like, if you go from... The Moose Lodge to the Court Tavern. That's like, all right, we've done well in New Jersey, but it's the there's not there's not that place anywhere else. You know, there's not there's not a lodge, there's not a house show everywhere else that eventually leads up into a smaller venue, that eventually leads into a a larger venue. I would I would agree with that, and I think it's the the fact that. I mean, for the most part, I can speak for myself, is that there's not a sense of, um, I need to attach myself with these dudes. I need to do blah, 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 blah. It's, no, you guys just need to hear this band we just played with at a crappy VFW or something. We're going to pull them on the court next time we play there or something else. And I think that's really, to me, that's the key to everything. I mean, I remember, I remember when we did that with the scandals, I remember doing that with control. I remember doing that with so many bands where it was like, dude, more, these dudes down here love, for example, like when communication was around, like the post hardcore stuff, um, they, if I like what you're doing, all these dudes down here are going to love what you're doing. And I think that's, it's awesome to have a place like the court where you can come together and show that like just come it'll be cool you'll see somebody you've never seen before chances are at least one band's gonna as we were saying before put you in a better mood <laughs> yeah it, yeah definitely but the only reason that that can happen is because i think it's uh, maybe not even a cultivation of a scene as much as like a cultivation of of friendships you know everywhere where it's like yeah i have a guitar in the car maybe i'll i'll come play in your living room whatever yeah but it, it, then it's like oh you you just you just cracked me a beer and then went into your song 
I don't even give a shit what it sounds like. You're awesome in my book. <laughs> and it's awesome when the two, like me, me and Dan became friends when he was uh, cooking down at the court. And then the first time I saw his band, you know, I was like, oh, you have other talents besides, <laughs> besides making me a kick-ass chicken finger sandwich. And, and Dan, uh, he gets really uncomfortable if you say nice things about his musicianship. So I always do it when I see him and he hates me for it. I'm, I'm having a moment right now where I'm thinking, are you going to disrespect my chicken fingers right now by bringing the rarity into this? <laughs> After my bachelor party, uh, I was pretty intoxicated and on some other things unintentionally. After a strip club in Queens went awry. <laughs> like, Hel- uh, hello, then, ecstasy. Yeah, our friend Bo and I just like. I think it was the first time I probably heard the rarity in like a month before, and I was like pretty like half alive and drunk, and I was like. Dan, your band's so good, and I fucking love your voice. You're really great. And then talked about it for like 30 minutes, I think, until the point Dan's like, I got to go. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I can't. Well, that was it. <laughs> to be honest, it, if I had stayed, it probably would have gotten better, but I said I had to go because the uh, the ecstasy actually kicked in, <laughs> uh, and I couldn't sit in a chair anymore. <laughs> I was like asleep, like, Dan, you're so good. Oh. No, that was actually really weird. Getting... Getting drugged is the weirdest thing that could ever happen to you. <laughs> because, like, I, I, from my perspective, like, I, I've taken drugs before. I know the effects. But I've never been slipped one until this night. And it was like, I feel weird. I feel like I'm on drugs. And it wasn't until I was just naked and squirming that I realized that I was actually on drugs. Yeah, we're, 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 I, I can only recommend that everyone go to Gallagher 3000s in the story of Queens at 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow. They will give you, they will give you ecstasy. The, uh, the downside, they don't smash watermelons. <laughs> the weird thing was you Great asked for water. You must have winked when you asked for the water, so I think it was your fault. <laughs> That was his twitch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I like a bottle of water. And, like, and they're just like Russian. They're like, okay. And Soviets, Russia, water drinks you. And uh... <laughs> See, if I got drugged with the ecstasy, uh, I have a heart condition. I might have died. So it's probably better that you got it. Well, yeah. Good Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm looking out. Be... Love, you would have been single. <laughs> well, Dan, tell me about... Hey, why did my wife just say that would be nice? Oh, well, Thanks, love. Maybe, maybe you'll get a roofie tonight. Maybe you'll have some fun. <laughs> Dan, tell me the story about how Raritan formed, because I never actually heard this story. And I've wanted... I'm going to take wanted... a quick pee break. You guys talk. All right. I've wanted, I want... I wanted to, I've wanted to have a, have a nerdy, drunk conversation about how you got your band together, but New Year's was just crazy. So how about you uh, tell the story now and get a little embarrassed? Actually, uh, it's not embarrassing. It's it's really funny um, because this is actually going to be the third time that I have tried to tell the story of the Raritan starting on the Let's Chat podcast. Oh, wow. And, and we'll see if we actually make it to the end this time. <laughs> Go. You got – it's going to take Chris like uh, – 30 seconds to pee, go. The best part is, it's probably only a 30-second story. <laughs> um, 
you know where the the divide is at the bar at the court tavern. Mm-hmm. So then you're in the back bar. I was sitting in the first chair, like in the in the corner, where like nobody knows you're there. And uh, Tom, who's the drummer, comes in and he goes, "You wanna you wanna be in this band? Uh, I'm gonna start it with uh, with Dan. Uh, it's it's my sister's boyfriend. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna we want to do something like along the lines of like comeback kid." You want to play guitar? And I, um, I looked him dead in the face, and I went, "No, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> he went, "What? What are you talking about?" I go, "Wait, you you're playing the drums. You got somebody to play guitar, and you want to do something like along the lines of Comeback Kid, where you're gonna, you know, kind of blend hardcore and punk rock perfectly, except we're not gonna be Canadian." <laughs> And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. I was like, yeah. I want to sing. I want to spit in people's faces. I want to just jump on them with my gross, sweaty body. And he's like, really? Like, you don't want to play guitar? <laughs> so, like, no. So, when you, so how did Nick get involved? Well, here's the, the funny story it all happened the same night. He goes, I think I know somebody who plays guitar and somebody who plays the bass. And 20 minutes later, Nick and Chris walk in, and we bring them into the conversation. And they're like, hey, do you want to play guitar? Nick's like, well, yeah, with his big smile. (laughs) And Chris is like, well, yeah. So we're all going to be in a band? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's simple. And then we got shitty drunk and made a circle pit around the pool table when it was back there. <laughs> what would you say your biggest, um, uh, well, two-part question, biggest singing influences are, and then what are your biggest uh, uh, performance, performance influences from? I want to answer the second one first. Okay. No, you're not um, allowed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know if I have I don't know if I have two singing influences, but I want to actually go uh bring it back to Lamb of God. All right. Um that was I that was like one of the first metal albums I ever got. And I was like, I got to figure this out cuz I was in that time I was in a shitty hardcore band and like blowing out my voice every practice. I was like, there's, there's got to be a better way. So I started listening to Lamb of God and then got a DVD called The Zen of Screaming. Yeah, Melissa Cross. Maybe, yeah, I hope maybe she'll sponsor this pod- <laughs> podcast at some point. Give us uh-huh. some free lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not lost my voice since I got that DVD. Wow. Um, so basically it was, it was Randy Blythe from Lamb of God and Melissa Cross. Um, and then I just always kind of, I always kind of drew from like, there, there's so many great acts out there, but there's only, there's only a handful that when you see them, you're like, what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah. Like I, 
Um, I remember specifically a time that I went to go see Horse the Band because I thought Horse the Band, they they do it right every time. It's weird and nobody gets it, but they put on a hell of a show. The chariot opened up for him, and I just sat there in a seat, like, like the first time you saw Terminator Two, nails in the arm, just digging in, like, what the fuck is going on? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, and for me, one of the things that I always look at is like, it is the chariot. Because they always just did it. You could always tell that they were doing it because that's exactly where they wanted to be. Also, there was nothing like it, it. It wasn't like, yeah, we have to do this every night. It was more like we have to do this every night, and you have to do this every night with us. Let's go. That's very. I'm tearing up over here. <laughs> Did either of you guys watch the uh, Descendants documentary yet? No, I just interviewed someone who um, was raving over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had interviewed the person who made it and then told me about it. And I was like, I have to go find it. It sounds incredible. It's like 12 bucks on iTunes. And it's not only like, even if you want to say, you know, screw Descendants and all. You know, no, I don't want to say that. It's I don't a know great. About it's them. it's just a great like. Even if you never heard of either of them, just the the quality of a documentary it is would get you. If it was a band I never heard of, I would be into the band just based on the documentary itself. What's it called? Uh, Filmage. Filmage. All right, I'll put that down. Because I remember hearing some cool story. I believe it's the Descendants. Like they signed to a major label, and then like bought a house in Missouri. And started a fucking studio, and they're like, "Yeah, we took the money, and now we're gonna play music for the rest of our lives." You fucking idiots! This is a business. <laughs> it was, and all, they're right. It was all that did that, but yeah, it was all um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, it was all. It's all in there, and it's really, um, yeah, like, like they talk about songs that when they describe what the song's about, you're like, that's it, at least as like you know, someone who writes lyrics, it's like, that's really cheesy, but somehow you make <laughs> it like, like Catalina's about him getting angry at a girl and wanting to go fishing. Like <laughs> as a theory of a song, like I would never sit down and be like, this girl pissed me off so much. I want to go fishing. I'm going to write a song about it. I would slap myself silly and go, that's the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. And <clears throat> they, and it's the way that the descendants and all have always been where it's like they they make it seem like, yeah, I don't even fish, but I kind of want to go fishing right now because this girl really yeah. pissed me off. <laughs> I think like any band who ever like makes it, um, I think there's like something about it because like, you know how Nirvana was always like. People are like, oh my god, Nirvana was like the anti-everything, but secretly you're like, nah man, we love the Beatles and want to make great pop music, even though it sounds like this. And that's like kind of, it sounds like how you're talking about the Descendants. Yeah. Like, and they do a lot of that, that too, it's that Beatles, yeah. like Bill Stevenson talks about like, 
and I might be paraphrasing it best, but Stevenson talks about like silly girl and he's like, it's a, it's just a pop. It's a, it's a Beatles influence. Like that's all silly girl is like, I don't, I just woke up. Everything was in my head and we recorded it really, wow. really crazy. It's a, it's a brilliant, everybody should do it. And I'm sorry if I misquoted or anything. You just sold them out. Well, you guys are both songwriters. Like, where do you, uh, like, get your influences and stuff from? Like, I just hate writing in general. Like, and then writing a song, like, isn't it hard, like, you know, feeling like emotions and all that stuff? Well, it, it is difficult, but uh, I'd like to kind of go back to, like, a girl pissed me off. And now I want to go fishing. I know which girl uh, you're referring to, Dan. <laughs> well, um, uh, my songwriting, you know, Your comes wife. out of uh, comes out of a point where I'm like, a girl pissed me off, and then three days later, I'm like, I really wish I had thought about going fishing because I probably would have written a better song if I did that. <laughs> Is it anger for you, Dan? Like your music? It's a everything I've. I've written probably about three acoustic songs in the last month. Thank fucking God. I always tell this guy, <laughs> Tommy's going to back me up. Dan needs to record a fucking acoustic album. Uh, I'm going to completely derail the whole question I even asked. Because when uh, Dan was up here on Thanksgiving, and we did an episode, and he recorded a Raritan song acoustic, uh, Cattle Slip. Right, Dan? Is that right? Catalisp. Catalisp. Wow, yes. Be- no, because it's clever. It right? is. <laughs> And I listen to it like once a week. It's so fucking good. But then after that, Dan walks into my living room and your Melissa was doing homework and Victoria was like cooking. And then I'm, whenever I see Dan, I'm like, play Alkaline Trio, play Alkaline Trio. And then you busted out two Alkaline Trio songs like a foot from me. And I still have the chills from it. It was like the most weirdest, unique. I mean, yeah, it's Dan. I've known you forever, but like. You have a really good. I like to compliment Danny. Hates it. You have such a good voice. I think you should do, do acoustic music. It. I want to hear it. I never heard you. Oh. I never heard you do anything acoustic. Hell, I'd record it. Actually, I'll. I have it. I can email it to you. Yeah, do it. Fuck emailing it to him. Don't email it to him. <laughs> I'm gonna send him the second version that I wrote. Well, I know this is actually supposed to be your interview, Tommy. I also enjoy your voice very much. Uh, I listened to... Sorry to gush over Dad. Uh, all right. How long have you been doing the solo thing? Um, that's only been uh, probably a year and a half after... Is that in part because it's just so hard to get other members of, to do this at the same time? It was kind of opposite. I always looked at somebody like... Um, like Carducci will always be the yin to my yang songwriting. Like he writes the way I wish I could write. And I never really played guitar. And then uh, early, I guess it was two years ago now, you know, communication, it broke up. I was doing the Mace Montana stuff, which was just cover songs with a bunch of awesome people uh, from, from the scene and stuff. And then I said, you know what, I want to play, my year-end goal is to play a set by myself by the end of the year. So I bought an acoustic guitar and just played two hours every day for six months. Fuck, that's commitment. Um, And it really, like I gave up music years ago for maybe five, six years after me and Carducci's old, old band called Advantage to Crush. And, uh... And then after communication broke up, I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to give up. 
on music again because I'm it's my first love and I can't bail on my first love again or she's gonna be pissed off. Um, <laughs> so music is never pissed off. Uh, she's she's always right there where you left her. <laughs> but you I'm on? no better of a person. So I did that and and it was it was Rothenbeck did his record release show. That was my first show. And it was really cool. And ever since then, like a few months later, was the first set of Crossroads shows uh, last last February, which were real crazy. Like I panicked the week of the show and bought an $800 guitar because I was scared. I'm like, I don't think anybody realizes I don't really know how to play music at all yet. Like I got a decent voice. I got a little soul in my voice. But other than that, uh, <laughs> it's it's not... You know, it's not that yin to my yang yet. So I just kind of kept hammering out and kept playing shows and kept getting pissed off at the end of shows of like, man, that sucked. I got to get better. I got to get better. And then I would go home, record something really cool where I could, you know, chop it up a lot and do all that stuff and be like, all right, now I got to be able to play this song live. And it, it, it's got to, I got to get pissed off enough where I'm motivated to just play it. <laughs> and you did that tour with the, the singer of the Scandals, which I, before you came on, did, I was telling Tommy that I missed it because a fucking overnight guy didn't show up that night and I was supposed to sneak some nice slice to Jared. And he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Sean thought that was like the funniest thing in the world, by the way. Jared hates nice slice. He refuses to Dude, fucking go there. I actually never met Jared, but I, if he ever hears this, you're a fucking idiot. That place is incredible. Like I live it, here, and it's so good. What can Your I know? What is nothing. it? It's just a pizza place. <laughs> but they. This is how cool it is. There's a sandwich called Earth Crisis. That should just give you mm. the idea of this place. All right, and touche. they have like barbecue chicken pizza. They have like all these like fucking awesome pizzas, and uh, and they do vegan food as well. And it's like it's a fucking every tour musician comes through. You go to Nice Slice. It's like punk rock pizza. And like, well, that's kind of that's the reason that Jared refuses to go is because there's vegan items on you on the menu. <laughs> so, but you don't have to get it. <laughs> no, you don't. In fact, you, they have bar, their famous pizzas, barbecue chicken, and they have the barbecue sauce on it. What's that called? It's beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's actually just called the barbecue chicken. Oh. Yeah, I think their sandwiches have the cool names. I've only gotten pizza from there. What I love is that I can get the the barbecue chicken, uh, being that I have a dairy allergy, um, with some artificial cheese, but real chicken. You're uh, tuning in to uh, Let's Chat with two old punk rockers talking about our allergies. We have Dan Shields, who is <laughs> lactose intolerant. Tommy Gunn, you whoa, 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 your ailments in your old age? <laughs> That's not true. I had some terrible heartburn today. I had some pizza from Whole Foods. Ugh. I pretty I'm much not a lactard. Ever. I am not a lactard. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a dairy allergy. I can have lactose all the time. You just get gassy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's a fun thing. I I I've just turned thirty in August, and I'm like, oh yeah, things hit you. It's, it's <laughs> but you can well, we can still play music, guys. Yeah. It's great. Well, I I can't, <laughs> but you you guys should. Chris, I want to make things really uh, tough for you in like uh, mixing this episode. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to bring it back to... Um, I thought you were going to be I, like, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> oh, no, that, that too. Really, I would actually fill in your voice for you, and it would take me forever. 
No, actually, you have to edit. Uh, I hit record as soon as the Skype call came up. So I, I don't care. That's my job. But what were you going to bring it back to? Are you going to derail? Because that's what I do. <laughs> it's not a total derail, but you have to actually cut this section out and put it back uh, when we were talking about acoustic. Uh, you are the two people that I actually think about every single time that I pick up the damn guitar. That's strange, but I like what? it. Good. It is strange uh, because that we all know each other too. But I bet you didn't know I knew Tommy. But I mean, I knew you for the Folly shows, obviously. He, he no, told actually, me I think it was I've, after your I've bachelor party. To Tommy he about came it. back to the court and told me. I feel like <laughs> yeah. it was it was after the bachelor party or wedding. He came back and yeah, told me. I, yeah, that was a good time. And Go ahead. I want to hear your acoustic that, thing. Oh, yeah, me too. This is why you guys are the host today, and I'll be the guest. (laughs) Every time I've talked to you about knowing Chris after that, I just go, oh, yeah, I was so fucking drunk when I talked to you about Chris the last time. (laughs) And no one ever calls me Chris. That's so weird. It is, but I got to because Tommy knows you as Chris. Yeah. Instead of done. Instead of revel without a cause <laughs> you know tommy you know what's really weird i didn't i didn't even think of this until like a day ago is your is gun really your last name no it isn't <laughs> okay because the whole time i just assumed it was like a like a like a stage name and then i'm like maybe that's his last name yeah it started with the with the uh, uh, i want to get to dan's acoustic thing it started with yeah, a, Dan, you it, go with, first. with the class with the clash song and then i added the extra n when I was like 15 or 16, just so people would actually think it was my last name. <laughs> oh, well, don't tell us your last name. I want it to remain a secret. This is amazing. Dan, acoustic, go. Yeah, Dan, we have a real host. His last name is actually Stevenson. Um, oh, man, I don't know that's, if that's, that's actually funny, but yeah, disappointment is hilarious. I was hoping um, it'd be something really Jewish. I hope you were going to be like Tommy like Berkowitz or something like that. I don't think you're Jewish. Stein- It'd just be so funny. Steinberg. <laughs> Tommy Steinberg. <laughs> Dan, I'm just going to stop you from talking every time. That's all right. I want to it's it's actually Rosenberg. <laughs> uh, it's a different that's R- Rosie's a different beast altogether. <laughs> I know that was a that was a a secret shout out. Uh, but what He'll your, never know. Still- He'll Sorry. listen to it and go Tommy's last name isn't Rosenberg. It's my last name. <laughs> we'll both. Is there get someone text. you guys know named Tommy Rosenberg? Adam. Adam Rosie. He was the, he was a sax player in my first ska punk band when I was a kid. <laughs> oh God, he's never even told me that. Oh, he hasn't got. I'm gonna make. He'll get drunk and tell you about it. Ask him about it. <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of him so hard. <laughs> but Dan, what was your acoustic story? Yeah. I'm probably not gonna edit it because I ruined it. Oh, well, uh, I think about you, uh, Christopher Revel, uh, and I go, don't fuck this up. You better use your good voice. <laughs> and then every time I'm playing, I'm like, I can't tell. Is this in 4-4 or is this in 6-8? I got to fucking ask Tommy about this shit. Every time. it's. I, I mean, I hope you're playing in 6-8, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually do. I have several songs that are in six eight, but I'm like, are you are you playing that right? 
Did you just you just fuck up six eight real hard and turn it into four four? Or maybe Is maybe it? it's seven eight. I mean, who knows? <laughs> that would be even better though. Uh-huh. Is it hard getting up there by yourself after going for, I don't know, Dan, do you ever, I don't know if you play solo, but like, you know, when you go up there with a band, at least you got someone to like, if it sucks, you can blame it on them. But like, oh, oh it's the yourself, fucking that worst. a little hard. Dude, it's the worst. I, uh, I booked a show at the court. It was an upstairs show and I couldn't get anybody to just come in and do it. So I went, fuck it. I'll do it. I play these songs acoustic all the time at home. I play them at open mic. You play what them in my bedroom wrong? or my living room. <laughs> what could go wrong? Because I always ask you to. <laughs> There's this one song that I've been playing for probably about five years that nobody knows. I just play it at home. I've never fucked it up. I know exactly how it goes. Don't play it and out. that night, <laughs> that night, I stood in front of the mic and I went, hey guys, that wasn't the end of the song, <laughs> but I forgot how to play it, so I'm going to play another song after this. <laughs> and then I forgot how to play that next song. <laughs> Do it more. And then... <laughs> And then I played an Alkaline Trio cover, and everybody was like, oh, okay, he's not a total asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's a trio. That's why I do, like, two to three covers a set, because, I mean, the way I think about it, especially acoustic, and, I mean, you're playing wussy music. Like, I'm cool with that. I've accepted the fact that I'm playing wussy music. Nobody cares. I mean, people barely care when you're playing a full set with a full band. So you might as well give them something, at least something they could grasp on to. <laughs> that's fair. I agree. As a fan of music, I'm always like, I hope the bands know I don't give a shit. But that's the old, I mean, you look at like, you know, specials records or Sex Pistols records or anything else. Like, there's a there's a lot of covers. Pie Tasters record. There's three covers on that record. Or two, at least two covers on that record. You know, it's like, eh, you might, you might as well. I mean, communication used to end their shows with a knapsack cover because we're like, we'll never be this good. So we might as well end with something (laughs) people are going to remember us by (laughs) a song that's That's not ours. (laughs) You grew up with, um, with just Brian or did you grow up with all those gaslight dudes? Uh, everybody else is, uh, is pretty much New Brunswick, except for Brian and Levine. Levine, uh, he grew up in Roxbury, so I I would see him at like you know pool parties or something like that. But yeah. for the most part, it was Fallon was in a band. Sur- this charming man, I remember them. Before that was Surrogate McKenzie. He was at, he was in it with Rothenbeck and. Uh, dudes from one of my old bands and then after that was amping copper which was with irasi who's now in scandals and chris shan who is in delft and a bunch of other bands and then after that was cincinnati rail tie and then came this charming man if memory serves me correctly so was it weird? That's got to be a little weird because Jesus he, fucking yeah, Christ. it's impressive. 
Was it weird, though, to see your buddy just be like, oh, hey, people know who you are? Uh, it was weird because I, me not being involved, especially at that time, like when they started blowing up, was in my hiatus of music. So he would come over normal. Like he actually was one of the times was after a tour with we're all broken and he was just getting ready to tour with somebody else that was bigger that I would probably recognize now, but didn't at the time. And it was like, Oh, so you're like selling records and you're bigger and stuff and things. And I don't know what's your life like. <laughs> oh, so you guys are like friend friends, not just show friends. Yeah. Yeah. We've been buddies since, yeah, since we were kids. So it's one of those things like when I see him, I got real nerdy, like interview type questions about music type of stuff. But most yeah. of it's like. Remember when you were 13 and we tried beer and like that stupid <laughs> shit? Yeah. Yeah. All that. I mean, that's what that, you know, us doing that. Uh, the Lesson Jake big, big Mistake track was, you know, there used to be there was a church. uh by Bud Lake and they would let us kids like we really didn't drink or do anything bad so this church would let us have a fire on the lake and just kind of do our own thing so we would just bring guitars up there um in my band at that time geez I think it was Jive Gun situation like we would just go up there and hang out and just play music around a campfire for four hours and then go to the diner and get coffee and that was a big, that was a lot of... That's so Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much was that, that back Jersey when you, you could get. Was get that back the, when you can smoke in the diners? Yeah, actually it was. <laughs> and you guys were getting some pork roll? Yeah. Taylor ham. But I'm North Jersey. Ah, see, Taylor I, 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 that was a little... Fuck him, he's from the North. I was trying to figure out where Hack... I don't know what, what town you're referring to, so I was like, I'll figure out by asking him this question. <laughs> Hack, That's what I call gotcha journalism. Hackettstown is on the border of Sussex, and it's in Warren County, but it's on the border of Sussex and Morris. So we kind of get... Like, we get our white trash, <laughs> so to speak, from Sussex, and we got a little class because Morris County is right there, <laughs> too. <laughs> I, you know, I listened to um, the dude from the scandals have you guys listened to x epics dudes x it's like uh brian birdsey ronnie scouting's podcast uh i don't think i so. feel like you must know those guys i've actually only listened to uh to two podcasts in your entire life yeah one is let's chat and the other is the nerdist oh good call on the nerdist um, the other one mm. yeah <laughs> actually uh, no i have listened to the uh the mike herrera hour uh once it was not as fun as I'd hoped it would have been. <laughs> and I hope that he hears me say that so that he Well, I know Birdsey and Ronnie would probably be more likely to hear it than uh, Mike Herrera. Uh, I had them I want... on here. They didn't, I'm going to try to release your episodes around the same time frame. Um, <laughs> I want I... somebody to kind of challenge me and say, like, hey, my podcast doesn't suck. Come on it and fight me. <laughs> I'll fight you. Verbally. You might you might win. <laughs> Verbally and physically. No, I'm, I'm looking for a verbal altercation <laughs> all the time. I'm not yeah, I know. <laughs> I've met you. It makes it it makes me a it makes me a better singer if I know how to articulate my words immediately. Immediately. 
Because this whole fucking taking months to write songs is horseshit. <laughs> I need verbal altercations. Are you guys? Are, would you guys ever play a solo show together? In a I heartbeat. just put you on the spot. Um, I have no way to make that happen, but you guys should get on that. <laughs> well, he said in a heartbeat, so I, I will also be on it. In a heartbeat. You guys should play in Providence, maybe in my house, and then uh, it'll be great. <laughs> we, could, we could all in have my some- ima- In my imagination, I said in a heartbeat, and, and Tommy said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's so much so Actually, much I said um, in a heartbeat first, jerk. No, I know that, but in when Chris said that, I went yes in a heartbeat, and then you said in a heartbeat, and I I kind of melted oh, a little bit. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm with it. You never even <laughs> you never even listened to my songs. Yeah, which are I want to hear them. That's because you don't put them out. <laughs> I just I you, sent you, you would one have to download. On, uh, Dan Shields returns on Let's Chat and then find like the hour and weird number mark because we decided it would be funny to put it in the part where we went to go to the bathroom. So you have to like <laughs> skip through the episode and then find it at, out of the blue. It's actually at 43 minutes if anybody wants to know because yeah. my grandmother told me that. Your grandmother uh, listened to my, your podcast? My fuck podcast? yeah, she did. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. She goes, oh, I heard your Raritan music on Facebook. I hated it. But that podcast music, that was a delight. Weird. I don't know how your grandma knows how to use the internet. Oh, she's very smart. She's a champ. Oh, uh, Tommy, I was going to ask you um, if you have any songs. If you want, I could put it at the end of this. Uh, believe it or not, this is actually a way to promote yourself. I hope we <laughs> did an okay job at that. I hope I didn't sound like too much of an idiot drinking these beers over here. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, but I've been drunk on a number of them. When the one with Sean, I had a whole beer, which for me is quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was wasted for three days off that beer. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing this. This was a ton of fun, and I wish I didn't have to leave because I could totally talk to you guys for like three hours. Same here. <laughs> um, if you guys want to come back, that would be fucking wonderful. I literally always need content, and uh, I'm looking to always make content. I would love and to. And I actually love you two together. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> I want to interview Dan more and make him more uncomfortable. Isn't it easy and fun? <laughs> you think that it's easy and fun. But you need to see his face, because when he, when he gets uncomfortable in person, it's way more hilarious. <laughs> I know. I get it's real funny. red. <laughs> I know. Like I you're turn like, red. You're like kind of a tough-looking guy, but then not at all. <laughs> oh, let me embarrass Dan one more time for you, Tommy, because this is a great one. Um, my in-laws, not just like my brother-in-laws, like and her, my wife's brothers and parents, love Dan Shields. Like you have no idea. They think he is the nicest, sweetest young man in the entire world. <laughs> if actually, I take, I take, <laughs> I know, I, I take great pride me. in that. They will well, ask, it, like, oh, how's it, Dan? Tom, that's that's actually this is a story that needs to be told. It could probably get cut off the the podcast, but you need to know that Rev's wife didn't exactly like me. Oh, she for knows a very she, long time. She knows that she didn't like you. <laughs> no, no, this is this is just just sharing with Tommy. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be on the podcast because of sharing time. Everybody knows. She didn't like me. But then there was a, a birthday party. 
came to you? And you know, you know how you get to know each other, you know, when you pass a bottle of whiskey around in a circle and nobody stops until somebody falls over. Oh, yeah. Or, or everybody goes, you know, fuck this circle, I'm going to go to a different room now. Uh-huh. Well, I got, I got her brother to join in. And her and dad. Then, and then, no, I didn't. That wasn't me. Okay. I uh, thought you got Alex and John to join. No, I got Alex to join. Uh, Matt did not join. But then the third time around on this uh, whiskey circle, um, Alex goes, here, Dad. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And he goes, don't be a pussy. (laughs) Alex said that? (laughs) Yep. And I went, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're kind of in the circle now, man. I mean, Alex did it twice, so... Man up. Uh, <laughs> shit. I, f- I feel awkward, because I can't call you a pussy, but he totally did. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. Um, I hope we talked about you enough, Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I just had a blast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> cool. Um, I think you dude, did, let's, but... Let's... We should um, if let's definitely do this again because that was uh, that was great. And um, did I leap? Is there anything I um? Where could people find either of you guys on the internets if uh, or your music stuff? Daniel, I'll you put can, something in the beginning as well. You you can find uh, postings of my genitals on uh, Gunston at anything. <laughs> um, you can also <laughs> find anything worthwhile. Uh, from Tommy at Gunston at anything. <laughs> you're, I was well, talking about your music, Dan. <laughs> now we already know about Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your music is what? Uh, I know you're under the name T-Gun, which uh, we all learned today is uh, uh, a, a lie, because it's not really his name. And two N's. Remember, it's two N's, but it's tgunmusic.com. We'll get you everywhere T-Gun. you need to go. Yeah, I'll put something up in the uh, intro as well, cool. and we'll get you. We'll get you fam- You're gonna get the let's chat bump of maybe one to two new Facebook likes. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, I have, I have no idea what happens to people afterwards. I usually <laughs> no no one tells me things. <laughs> no, actually, one to two more Facebook likes is is great. Um, yeah, actually, but you you may also you may get one to two Facebook uh, requests, uh, one to two Facebook likes on your music page they're never the same person so it's always kind of weird oh weird um and the and uh i'm gonna tweet the shit out of you guys the week it goes up and i'm sorry about it now <laughs> what's okay. twitter we're not in california this is weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah um both of you guys thank you um i want to i want to send a shout out actually I want to I want to send a shout out to that beautiful beautiful Korean girl that was adopted by a Canadian family uh, <laughs> that is listening to this podcast religiously. Um I don't know who you are. I don't know what your life is like. Wait, is this a real person? No, it's not. I'm imagining a person. <laughs> oh. I don't know our Korea downloads; they're not that high, but uh, we're huge. No, no, it's a. What's your Canadian download like? 
So, um, yeah, it's gonna pick up because I actually have two episodes come up with people from Canada, and then I'm doing one in, from someone in New Zealand. I'm doing one from someone's in Finland pretty soon. Much awesome. I actually I gotta run. You gotta um, eat. Sorry, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm cool with that Do too. I got. I gotta have game night tonight. <laughs> awesome. All right, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you guys All soon. Right. Definitely, sir. Definitely, All right. Sir. Trust me.